0: What up, what up? I'm Risha Leandra and welcome to the 222 podcast. This podcast is created for creative entrepreneurs where we look to go from dreaming to doing. I am super excited about this week's episode. We have Jay Sanen, a independent artist from Miami, Florida on the podcast, and he comes with gems throughout. Uh, If you enjoy it, please share on social media. You can tag me at Risha Leandra. You can tag him at Jay Sanon on whichever platform you choose to share. And also feel free to go to Apple Podcasts to rate and review this podcast that helps out tremendously. All right, guys, without further ado, let's get into it. All right, welcome everybody back to the 222 Podcast. I'm excited because today we have a special guest. Uh, This man is an independent artist from South Florida. Uh, He released his debut project back in May of 2019. He owns his own label uh, and he's making himself, making a name for himself in the Christian hip hop space. Today we have my friend Jay Sanon on the podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So excited to have you. (laughs) So excited to have you. Um. Yeah. Tell tell the people a little bit more about you.
1: Yes. Yes. I am uh Jay Sand and I am a rapper, producer, songwriter from a good old South Florida, uh primarily Miami, Florida. Uh. Yeah. Just uh, do music for the glory of God and doing it independently for the time being. And uh. Yeah. Happy to be on the podcast.
0: Dope. So tell us, give us the backstory as far as like you know what what drove you to music?
1: Okay, so I am originally from an island called Haiti. Uh, Me and my mother, we came here when I was about 13 months. Uh, We moved around a lot. And uh, yeah, my family has always been in love with music. I had some cousins that played, but my mom would always be like playing the radio at loud volumes and stuff. So I always had like a love for music. Um, Coming up, uh, I would say around the age of 12 is when I really like fell in love with music, predominantly hip hop. Um, so around that's around the time where I started writing for myself. And, you know, stuff was pretty, pretty ratchet, you know, stuff with you, the stuff that you uh, hear today. You know, a lot of pimping and guns and all that good stuff, stuff that we had no idea about at, at that age. Absolutely. Stuff that we did not even need to be talking about. But, um, yeah, but I never, like, really released anything, praise God. Um, So uh, about the age of 17, I had an encounter with Jesus, um, started uh, still writing, you know, for fun and stuff. But, you know, as I got deeper into my faith, my music changed. And so I started reflecting the stuff I was, like, actually living. Um, according to like the scriptures and stuff, and um, you know, always played around with it, never really took it serious. But around the time of March twenty seventeen is when I really like, uh, was really asking like, yo, what the heck is my purpose? Like, I have this ability, guy. Like, what do you want me to do? And um, mm-hmm. yeah, and he basically told he basically told me to, to rap, and uh, been doing that ever since. I've uh, been pursuing it seriously. Um, yeah, just been doing it for a good two and a half years, and uh, as our hosts alluded to released my debut album uh in may 2017 i mean no in may 2019 and uh yeah it's been a it's been a journey and i'm still on that journey so uh yeah that's a little tidbit about me
0: dope very cool um so you said that at 12 that you started listening or started getting influenced by hip-hop like what who were your influences like who were you listening to
1: man my influences well um so this is around the time 2003 uh this is before like the south took over so this is Nas, jay-z like 50 cent fabulous and stuff so uh my musical influences would probably be if i named them it would probably be jay-z Nas, biggie fab Lauren Hill and if you want to throw some some today artists, it would probably be Drake and Cole with a little bit of Kendrick and uh and some brandy, you know. gotta, gotta have some R and B in there. Um, <laughs> gotta throw brandy in there. Yes, the goat. Shout out to Queen Norway. Um But but yeah, those those would probably be uh my main influences.
0: Cool, cool. So um yeah, so okay, so we've you know, looking at your influences and now you're doing music um, and releasing stuff independently. Uh, let's talk about that grind, Like just as far as like what all goes into it, of course, not everything, but what are those things that like before, when, before you got started and now that you're into it, what are some of those things that you thought about that would be like easy that have actually been quite trivial to get through or some things that you, um, didn't know that you had to do as you moved into, uh, you know, becoming an artist. Um, So like, you know, for s- some of us, like doing a podcast, like I had to learn what distributing was and how to distribute, you know, and get that out there. So what are some things for you as an artist um, that were new um, and maybe trivial to your process?
1: Right. Um, I think, you know, you know, as a before you get into it, like you're just a consumer. So I'm just hearing this stuff on the radio. I'm thinking people, they just go into a studio they make a song, they put it out, they send it to some DJ, he plays it, and then the world hears it. But you know, actually, when you actually start to get into it, there's a whole lot of nuances, a whole lot of politics. So I would say one thing in particular, it would probably be the the cost of everything. You know, mm. um, just mm-hmm. the recording co- uh, the cost of you know equipment like. Uh, the laptop, the mics, the interfaces and stuff. I'm like, this stuff is a lot of money. Like, yo, a lot of money. (laughs) Like, fam, I I didn't know was this. I thought, you know, and uh, before that, I thought like, yo, like we cats just go into the studio and you find that, yo, like studio time is a lot of money as well. You Mm -hmm. know, um, Mm -hmm. you know, before I had my home studio, I was like going to the regular studio to record, and you know you're in there for a couple hours and those hours start to accumulate and next thing you know it's like oh yeah um i was in there for this amount of time i owe this much money and i got this much done and uh yeah and this is this is this doesn't look really sweet so um so yeah probably just the financial aspect of it was something that I was completely clueless as to you know how it would actually be. but you know actually being in it, you, you time you, 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 um, you kind of have to budget. If you're not good with money, you have to be good with money because it is very expensive. The music, the music industry is very expensive and if you're not good with budgeting and handling money, you will be broke for a long long time.
0: Yeah, so I really think that it's it's one of those things where we, especially since I went to school for audio engineering, like it was dope to get in the studio and work and play with all these gadgets and different things. And it's like, I don't own none of this. (laughs) This is the school's property. Uh, And uh, yeah, like, you know, once you get out into the real world, once I got into the real world, it was like, oh, yeah, studio time is a lot, buying the stuff for Um, even to have at home is a lot. Um, Investing in yourself is so important, but it is one of those things where it's like you got to budget to see what's important and when it's important to pull that trigger on those things that you want to get. So yeah, somebody recently told me um, to spend money on the thing that's going to make you money the fastest. So instead of like wanting to get the whole home studio What's the basis that's going to work? A microphone and an interface. So let me get those two things before I go off and get all the rest of the things, because at least just starting off, like those are the basis things that I need to make sure that I can start at least, you know, being able to do my own vocals or whatever. So, okay. So we know that you've got like, you know, now that you have been in this for about a couple years, like let's shift gears a little bit and look into your why. Like, why do you do this? Why is it important? for you to be an artist uh
1: okay so I would say that my primary why um well the mission statement that I feel like that God gave me was to make music from the soul that impacts the soul um I feel like there's something about relatability that just comforts the the soul like I think um in scripture it says when talking about temptation um it also like gives you it tells you to take into account that yo the same like persecution the same uh temptation that you're that you're currently suffering is is being experienced by your brothers and sisters all throughout the world and it's just something about relatability knowing that what i'm going through i am not the only person going through it that yo like this person he he went through what i'm going through and he came out and he made it so if he made it if he or she made it then I can make it so that's the that's the approach where I kind of take in my music uh if you listen to my music it's very vulnerable it's very honest it's very dark you know but you know that's how life is you know life is not always you know a sunshine like I'm in Miami and it's like about to rain right now, <laughs> you know? And when <laughs> right. you think of Miami, you think of sun, you think of, you know, beaches and Bahama Mamas, but it rains like a lot down here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's a picture of life and that's kind of the picture and the approach I take to music. So I kind of like take my experiences and the stuff that I've been dealing with, but there's always a hope at the end, you know? Cause I never want to like just, um, just lament, and just be like, yo, my life sucks, end of story. I mean, there's 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 room for that because, um, you know, if you're reading the Psalms and there's some Psalms where it's like, yo, God, I hate my enemies, the end. Mm-hmm, <laughs> end of Psalm, mm-hmm. yeah, you right. know. <laughs> but if you look at it through the scope of the whole lens of the Bible, there's always an underlying hope that, Yes, we're going through a lot, but there's always hope in, in Jesus, basically. So that's kind of like my why and the reason why I do music, because I make music for the younger version of me, like the kid who was like um, low self-esteem, the person who been through a lot of trauma in his early a childhood and I try to like speak to speak to that person him or her be like hey I know you're going through a lot I've been where you've been I've come out on the other side of it and yeah like there's hope in in Jesus so that's kind of the approach I take and that's kind of like my why and why I make music
0: yeah that's really good and in that I hear you talking about like who your music is for mm-hmm. um, and I think that's important to know like who you're speaking to when you're speaking on a track or. On your social media or wherever your voice is being heard um, because yep. a lot of times I hear artists saying I make music for everybody like you know, <laughs> no one makes music for everybody nobody makes music um, for everybody. and one of the things that I teach is like know who you want to focus your music towards and so it's just really good to hear you say and know with confidence like that you're looking at the younger version of yourself to be able to serve with your music um, and yeah, it's just you know, it's just important to narrow that down um, because if you can target somebody, you're gonna reach somebody. Um, yeah, if you're targeting I, everybody, you're gonna reach nobody. So yeah, uh, well, I, very-
1: I, I, I credit I credit you for that because you know um, you you kind of actually taught me that because you know a person could be like, well, you know, I just I just make music for everybody who's listening, but it's like no, like you have to speak to a specific person because no one person makes something for everybody i mean right. there are the anomalies like a michael jackson or something but i guarantee you there's somebody in the world who thinks michael jackson is trash absolutely. <laughs> you know absolutely there's somebody who thinks like yo drake is trash and soldier boy is the greatest thing that ever happened to music <laughs> <laughs> you know <Well. laughs> like i i may look at that person like yo like you're psychotic but that's that person's perspective soldier boy is his favorite artists and that's his targeted demographic. So narr- I think narrowing my, uh, my, my music and narrowing my, my targeted demographic has really helped me because I'm not just shooting for the sky, hoping something lands. Like I have a specific, um, a target audience and I'm speaking to them every single time I do anything, whether I'm on the mic, whether I'm on social media, whether I'm out from the way I dress, it's a complete lifestyle. Like you know, and in the scope of me, like aiming for this one person, other people will you know who are outside of the scope will come in, you know. But come you know, ev- secondary e- audience. <laughs> you know, but uh, but yeah, everybody, you know, everybody has to have like a niche. Like if you talk to certain businesses, and you know, it, it, this is not just in music. This is in business in general. Like you have to focus double down on that niche and you know the audience will come yeah you know?
0: absolutely now that's really good and just like even comparing and I know a lot of us say like the music business but there's a lot of people that don't really look into the business of music it's more so of like oh yeah I want to make music but yo yeah, when you get a grasp on the business part too um I definitely can see like even in you and other artists that like can take a grab of both sides um and and go hard on both sides um then you see like okay i'm getting numbers i'm getting traction um let's talk about that like as far as numbers go um Mm -hmm. is that like are numbers a focus for you when you're releasing stuff um how important are numbers to you
1: um it's kind of like the you know numbers are kind of like the the I don't know, how can I say it's kinda like the the good and the bad because it's good. Like you're you're supposed to know how well you're performing because numbers they reflect, you know, how you know good your your song or your album or whatever is performing. So when you do go to like, you know, different promoters, um, if you talk to like certain businesses getting sponsorship, like, okay, I have an audience, XYZ. Um but you know, your numbers can also cause you to go into depression like a lot of artists like it has for me plenty of times where it's like, and you start comparing yourself Where it's like, okay, I have 6000 uh, people who listen to my who streamed my project on Spotify, it took me like six months. But this dude, he just released his project and he got 10,000 in a weekend. So it's like, oh, crap, I'm a failure. I hate my life. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. so you can just so you could just go so like you could just fall into the hole of comparison and envy and jealousy and you know that's when you you know you start going to that sunken place but I think numbers are important but they don't define the worth of an artist but I, I think it is good to um focus on you know, on your, on your metrics, I mean, as being a business owner, I mean, being an independent artist, you're, you're an entrepreneur by default. So with any business, if I'm selling cakes and it's like, yo, it's been a month and we only sold four cakes, something has to change. Being a musician, you're, you're, you're an entrepreneur by default and you just have to make those proper adjustments and to make sure that, you know, you're doing what you need to do, but make sure that those numbers don't define you.
0: Right. Right. That's so good. I, I definitely like, I mean, I'm in data all the time. Um, but it is one of those things where we need to know the data so we can see, like assess where we are now, um, and see how we want to grow. Uh, and so I think that's why numbers are super important because if you don't know your target, you're not going to hit anything. Uh, and then also too, if, um, yeah, like, you know, you want to see those wins and that numbers is definitely a way to see the wins. Um, But also there is that other side of like, okay well, I can easily compare my numbers to his just because you can go on Spotify and see how many streams people are doing. Mm -hmm. Um, But also, too, like you just never know um, what other people are doing or going through. Um, Those numbers may be great, but they may be struggling internally. And, Mm -hmm. you know, what what is a lot of numbers compared to that? So. um, So, yeah, I think it's one of those things where In business, like you need to know your competition and that's important. But, you know, I think a lot of times, which for me gets frustrating that I see artists so focused on other artists instead of artists being focused on their fans. And it's so easy to, um, you know, want to just look to the right and left at what they're doing instead of focusing on what is in front of you. Uh, And yeah, I think that's one thing that you do very well. Um, It's focusing on who you have just, you know, from an outsider looking in. Um, But yeah, I definitely think it is one of those things where, you know, if you cultivate that energy into the, even if it's two fans that you have, like how much more impactful it will be versus looking at so-and-so's numbers and getting down on that. So, but I know it's something that we all face and we all have to go through and try to keep those blinders on to what we have. Um, yeah, so to what social we have media doesn't,
1: doesn't help at all. <laughs> oh, of <laughs> course not. Light, of course. You know?
0: I know Instagram is looking at taking those light numbers away um, to where we can't see those. Uh, and I mean, I'm interested, very interested in that. Um, Cause I would love for it just to be a platform where we just see what's going on and, and that's cool. Um, but one thing in my life that I know that I've had to do is a lot of unfollowing, um, muting, A lot of muting. <laughs> A lot of, yeah, just turning the, the noise off. Cause it's just yeah. like, man, I like to get on here and enjoy it. But you know, I also too, my mindset is so important, um, versus what so-and-so has going on. So, um, yeah, there's nothing wrong with the unfollow, nothing wrong with the mute, Uh, When it comes to social media, for sure, we got to We got to guard our guard our hearts, as the Lord says. And who knew that that would mean one day guarding who we follow on social media? Looking at like the role of patience in this game, uh, you are a new artist. And so, you know, you're putting out music and, you know, of course, we want things to pop. But, you know, not everything and then i guess your definition of pop is 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 uh you know to you may mean one thing to me may mean another thing but as far as like being in this game like how much of a role does patience play
1: man it it uh it plays a huge 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 role um i think you know just personally i've i've called you up and be like yo, Risha, like, what's going on? <laughs> like, nobody's listening or whatever. And you had to, like, you know, uh you know call me off the ledge. And, uh, yeah, just, you know, with everything, it just takes time. I- I've heard um a preacher say, like, recently, he's like, man, patience is not necessarily waiting. It's the attitude that you have while waiting, you mm, know? That's good. So it's like, because you're going to wait. Like, if I'm at a bus stop, like, bro, like, you can – you can curse like you can flip tables like you're still gonna have to wait like, it's know? like those people
0: like, that uh that hit the button on the elevator a million. Oh times. yeah like that's gonna worst. make it go any faster like that <laughs> like that's gonna make it go any
1: faster <laughs> like fam like this thing is not gonna go any slower or faster by you clicking the button bro right, <laughs> right. but but the posture you take in while waiting man and, and it goes back to like what you alluded to earlier is like having those fans like even with me, it's like, I don't have the biggest fan base in the world. And again, I I sometimes fall into the comparison where it's like, this person could literally tweet it like IT and get like 50 retweets in an hour. (laughs) And I post something like super deep that took me like 20 minutes to come up with. And I get like one like, and maybe a retweet if I'm lucky. And you know, you can just be like, oh man, it's nothing. But, but all that stuff happens over a course of time, man. And Biggs, who is like the co owner of Rockefeller Records, um, who um, partly owned by Jay Z, which I'm pretty sure everybody knows, he said something very, I need to post this on my wall. He said, slow growth builds character, fast mm. growth builds ego. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. So in the past, like when I first started, I'm like, yo, this dude only had two songs and he got signed to who? He's in the studio with what? Meanwhile, I got like two albums worth of songs out there and it's nothing. But it's like, man, there are some lessons that you have to learn while in the, the the growth periods, you know? Right. Like, as an artist, bro, like, just be completely transparent. I did an after school event and at this church or whatever. And, bro, I was literally, there was like a mic and a in a speaker. I was literally in the blazing hot sun, wrapping my little heart out. Nobody's paying attention to me. Everybody's in the bounce house, um, getting haircuts, eating ice cream. Not one person stopped by and, and looked at my performance. Mm. <laughs> and you know, at, at one end I could be like, oh my gosh, this is a waste of time. Why do they even come, like, reach out to me? But it's like, fam, like, you need that character growth. You know, I right. needed that practice. Right. it's like my my friend uh, Professor Biz like shout out to Biz he was like man like I talked to him about it he's like yeah like you can look at it from one end like yo it was a waste of time but it's like fam like that was a couple hours that you put towards your 10,000 hours so when you do get those sold out audiences you already have that experience of being in an audience where it's like nobody's paying attention to you but you still rocked out absolutely you know?
0: absolutely which I think is so important to like man, you got to shift the way that you're thinking when it comes to those things, because exactly. he's so right. Like that's another performance under your belt. Another time to look at, OK, well, this is what went well. This is what didn't go well. Mm-hmm. Um, this is what I want to do. And those times too, like that's uh, those times you can experiment. Like, you know, when you have a big platform and, and big and, you know, a lot of eyes on you, you can't experiment as much as you can when you're you know, when no one's paying attention because exactly. then it's like, you know, so there's expectations. Um, in this stage, you know, you get to mess around and see like what what you wanna do, what's fun for you. I really think too, um, you know, a visual example of that that I've seen recently was the Travis Scott documentary on Netflix oh, yeah. and how, uh, you know, he, he shows that performance where there's like 15 people in the crowd and it's like, mm-hmm. yo, there's there's no nobody here. Uh, And he knew most of the people. And it's just like now, like, dude is selling out uh, stadiums and arenas. And it's like, it's crazy, uh, his fan base. But we all start at zero. Uh, And, you know, of course, there's a label that's backing him. There's other facets and things that are helping him get along. But, you know, I think you're definitely hitting the nail on the head with that quote as far as, like, slow growth. It's so important. And it's so, um, you know, I'd rather get that slow-cooked meal Versus the microwave TV yeah, because, dinner, like, you know,
1: yeah, because like those who have if, those who get success fast have a hard time making it last, mm, you know, Okay. Bars. you know, <laughs> uh, like I think of uh, not to throw anybody in the bus, but you think of like somebody like a designer, right? Like, dude, dude, little kid from Brooklyn had a song popped off like, dude, you know, he's getting performances and stuff like that. But because he didn't have a good follow up and he didn't have a catalog, like he kind of came and went, you mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm. You know, as opposed to somebody like a like a Jay Z or whatever who has like twenty plus years of catalog, he could just come out and drop whenever. And because he has that that fan base and he's been building for so many years, when he shows up, there's an audience. Right. You know.
0: Right. Right. Because and I mean, of course. That. Right, right. And of course, you know, there's years, but that in between for those two. But I think one of those things is like, man, you know, when Kanye calls and is like, hey, I want to put you on, I'm putting you on the album. um, You know, that could have that could have been the best decision at the time, but it may have been the worst as far as his career goes. um, Designer. And uh, because it's like, okay, yeah, that song was huge, huge. Um, and of course, you know, it's still getting spin, so I'm sure he's fine financially, right. but, um, as far yeah. as like, you know, having a long lasting career, um, yeah, it just set you, set him up for like, okay, it was a fast fall and, you yeah. know, now putting out mediocre stuff and, um, and especially, you know, you, when you have an artist that sounds similar to another yeah. prominent artist, it's just like, man, like, okay uh you know what's what's setting you apart what's that narrative that's gonna that's gonna set you apart from uh this other artist and so i definitely think i mean just shifting in the story like story is so important um for artists or just for anybody that's trying to stick out um because now you know there's um i don't know a million two million millions of people that are artists out there so uh you know how do you stick out above the noise and so um, yeah, what are what are some ways that you feel that you are doing now to, to stick out, um, to be I guess different or set apart, um, and to stick out in a crowd of a lot of artists?
1: Yeah, well, um, again, I would credit the guru as I as I call you. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I would say your your social brain class really helped me out and um, try to figure that out um, because. I still kind of hate social media, but I think because I took the course, you know, it kind of like showed me how to navigate. So it's like, OK, what are five things that are important to me? And like, let me let me just display that. So obviously it's it's Christianity, it's the Lord, it's hip hop, it's humor, it's, um, you know, just motivating people, mm-hmm. fashion, sneakers and just kind of kind of like displaying that and, and just finding like my overall story. I think because, you know, another quote that I I love to that I live by, like everybody raps, but not everybody connects, you Mm, know, mm -hmm. and the way you connect is by your story and people relating to your story. Um, I think even we spoke about like, yo, there's a reason why you 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 look at all these game shows and all these um, performance shows like American Idol and X Factor before the person performs. They give you like this long, like kind of sob story, like, yo, bro, like. Uh, it was either I paid my rent or I get the ticket to, to audition. I chose to, uh, you know, audition. I don't even know right. if I have an apartment <laughs> to come back to. You know what I mean? I lost yeah. my mom at an early age <laughs> or something. So it's like, come time, he's performing, like, okay, I'm, I'm engaged. Like, okay, I really want you to, you're invested, like, you're now invested. So Absolutely that's what I've been trying to do, like just to convey my story because I'm a, I'm a reserved dude. I tend to be like to myself. So it's kind of like just conveying my story, you know, with music and through social media and other forms of like different content. So people can get to know me because you know, people buy stuff from people they know, like, and trust. So
0: there we go. That's it. The like, know and trust,
1: which is so important. Like, yeah,
0: it's, you know, getting, if you want somebody to buy from you in this day and age, um, it is important to get that like, know, and trust uh, from your followers. So uh, we'll do a whole not- podcast on that another day, <laughs> just as far Facts. as like the things to do, the, the, the good things and the bad things to do on social media. But um, so, yeah, so just, you know, uh, we hit a lot on the, the tough things. Like what are, what are some great things about being an independent artist?
1: Um, the great thing is the, I mean, you don't got no white dude in a suit telling you what to do. Um, that's, uh, that's always nice. Um, you know, I hear so about so many like signed art and, and being signed is not a bad thing. I know we're in an independent age where it's like, yo, like being independent, you know, being signed is not bad, but I would say one of the joys of it is like, yo, like I can literally be in my closet, record a song and put it out tomorrow without Mm. having to answer to anybody. Mm. And, um, yeah. And I guess the, also the ability to. To, to speak to my fans, you know, because there's some like, you know, depending on how your deal is structured, they can have your social media assets where like you don't really own like your, your social media stuff. So I guess the freedom and the ability to uh just release whenever I want to, connect with my fans and, you know, just own everything I record and, you know, build up a catalog and you know just it's it's fun bro like i'm trying to i'm trying to enjoy the process you know enjoying the process of like hey like like you said like trying what works like okay i did this song when i first performed like let me try to start my set with this song like you know, meeting all these new people that I've never met, like, like yourself, like, if I, I doubt that if I weren't making music, like, we, I wouldn't be on the 222 podcast, you know, (laughs) so, like, I guess, like, you just making music and meeting all these great, incredible people is definitely a good joy.
0: That's awesome, yeah, I, I definitely know, like, you know, me in Nashville, you in South Florida, there definitely would be, you know, a hard way to be able to connect if it wasn't through (laughs) the music, and so, Um, Yeah, and I would say too, just even on my end, it has opened doors to meeting so many new people, um, being in the music industry and and people all over the country and the world, which blows my mind. Um, But yeah, I think, uh, you know, just somebody that works independently, it is cool to be able to be like, okay, well, yeah, today I want to work on this, this, and this, and I want to be done at 2 (laughs) o'clock, and you know, and I I get to make those choices, and so uh, yeah, it's dope, Um, and I definitely think that they're Our benefits, of course, to being signed, um, especially, you know, a check. But there are also (laughs) two benefits to um, to doing your thing independently and being able to grow on your own. And there's so many free tools out there like Instagram, Facebook, uh, SoundCloud. Distribution is not a lot of money. Uh, So you can get your music out there further. Um, You don't need a label to be able to start your career. Uh, You may need one to, you know, prolong your career, possibly, Um, but, uh, 2019 is a good time to be an independent artist for sure. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm thankful to be a part, but it's fun just being able to see, um, you know, artists that are people that just like our everyday people that are making a living off of, you know, putting music out there and getting it out there and, uh, going from closet, making music in your closet to touring the country. Um, and so- Yeah, definitely something that uh, can and will happen for you uh, is my prayer. So, um, so yeah. So just lastly, like, let's um, look at like, what are your, what do you feel like? Okay, you've, you know, you've, you've released your first uh, album, you released some singles out there. Uh, What's your, what's your goals for the next year or so?
1: Okay, so goals for the next year or so. Um, you know, just continue to to put out singles, uh, build my fan base, um, just creating more content to put my story out there, so fans can you know get to know me and get to know you know the reason why I do what I do. Um, possibly another album next year. Uh, okay. We'll see what the horizon is. Um, and but but yeah, like just just being consistent, you know, putting out mm. consistent content, mm-hmm. um, you know, because greatness is a byproduct of consistency so just more music more videos and uh yeah a whole lot more i think that you have a lot of quotables in this podcast so thank you for those <laughs> uh
0: this man has bars so be sure to go check out his music um where can they find you where can they hear your music let the people know
1: yeah, you can find me at all things j Jay Sannon, J-A-Y-S-A-N-O-N. So that's Twitter, that's Facebook, Instagram, Spotify. You can find all my music and uh, yeah, connect with me, DM me. I'll DM right back. So yeah.
0: That's awesome. And one note on that, actually, I think that that's great that you have your social media, your website, your Spotify are all the same name. Artists, please take note, just don't make it difficult for people um, <laughs> make it to where, you know, they can put in one name and one name across any platform and they can find you. Um, if, if that looks like coming up with a special uh, handle or, you know, if you're lucky enough to where you can get your name, do that. Um, yeah. It's very, it gets very complicated when, you know, it's one is at blah, 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 one, two, three, four, five. And another one's at, underscore blah 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 like that just gets confusing like try to make it as easy for people to follow you and find you as possible. Absolutely. So with all that said thank you so much for joining me. Um, Jay is a special person. Uh, He was um, my first client after I left uh, my my full-time job and uh, yeah so holds a special place in my heart and uh, just really excited to see his trajectory and the things that he has going on and yeah just really thankful for you and thanks for hopping on this podcast
1: yeah appreciate you having me and uh you know you've always been a, a mentor and a good friend and a confidant and i'm um, excited for this podcast and the rest of your career yo, that
0: was such a great interview. I enjoy Jay and the product that he puts out, but also the person that he is. And that's just an insight to our typical conversations. So be sure to follow him. Uh, be sure to follow me as well at Richa Leandra on everything. And I would love to hear your feedback. Be sure to share this with a friend, go out there and create something great.